0: Or healthy things grow. Yes, they do, but weeds also grow and they grow really fast.
1: This is the Church Growth Nation podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Turner and my man Josh Mayo in Atlanta. This is Church Growth Nation. We're talking with Josh today about his church. And uh, Cross Church is a great church in Atlanta. We've been buddies for a while. And I just wanted everybody to connect with Josh, hear their story, learn about the church, kind of talk about culture. And uh, I hope you guys glean from this. What's up, Josh? How hot is it in Atlanta, Georgia today?
0: Not as hot as, as it is in LA. So uh, we, we're doing good right now. It's a little bit cooler today. It's normally hot Atlanta, though.
1: Yeah. By the time this episode airs, I will either be super happy or super sad because today, tonight is Game Five of the NLDS with the Dodgers playing Washington, and I am going to either be really sad or really happy. So I- I'm
0: praying you're really happy, except for until we play, you play the Braves and then we crush you. That's that's what I'm going for.
1: This is how non-fan you are. You don't even know that the Braves are not even playing anymore so you can't even talk trash
0: it really happened last night was game five Uh, yeah I thought we had one more
1: shot and now it's gone Uh, and my brother is a Minnesota Twins fan and he started trash talking me game one and they're playing the Yankees and they got swept so I enjoyed I enjoyed that conversation with him (laughs) yes that sounds good yeah Uh, so tell me about Cross Church I know that you Planted the church. How long have you guys been going on? Uh, how did you plant? Did you go on your own? Did you use something like ARC? Um, just kind of give us the story of the church.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we planted about six years ago as a new startup church kind of thing. Not really a campus or a satellite, but um, we, we got training through the ARC. We love the ARC. Some of my closest friends are ARC pastors and whatnot, um, and uh, we are associated with ARC. Uh, but didn't receive any of the funds there, but definitely had the relationship there and some great training. And and um, we're just having a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun, just loving our community in North Georgia and and trying to make heaven a little bit more crowded.
1: Did you start in a building? Did you start in a school? How? What was the process like?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, boy, when we started out, we, we looked at, I don't know, Took us about eight months to secure our location, which that was a beast. Uh, we ended up starting in a school, was there for about four years, uh, set up, tear down. The only th- we couldn't leave anything. So the only thing that was there that we didn't have to set up was chairs because those were bolted to the ground. Uh, so it was a performing arts theater kind of thing. And, and it was a lot of work. We couldn't store anything on site, everything had to be drawn in by trailer every single week. It, it was pretty exhausting. And so, and we had two setup days, Saturday and Sunday, because they wouldn't let us into the main room until Sunday morning, but they would let us into the kids' rooms on Saturday. So it, it was, uh, we, we were portable. And I, I didn't know that when, I, when God asked me to start a church, I was actually starting a moving company, but that's kind of what it felt like.
1: Yeah. Uh, how many months or years were you doing that Saturday, Sunday thing? Yeah, four years
0: four years and uh man i'll tell you what the saints of the church were the people that set up and tore down and uh, uh they're pretty awesome uh, you, what's you the facility you like people am sorry what's
1: your bu- what's your building like now i mean i know you have your own facility how where are you at i mean do, do you own it are you still some portable do you have one campus two campuses what's the story yeah. so we're a one campus church
0: uh and we're having a lot of fun five and a half years in kind of a thing. And um, we own our building. We, um, The day we started, um, five and a half years ago, we started putting money aside for us to be able to step in and make a purchase. Just believing that as we worked on small margins, that God would be able to help us take that next step. And uh, when a building basically came open, the first building that ever came open for us, we had been searching from day one, And it took about four plus years for us to find a place. And when we did, we, um, announced to our church, uh, that we were, um, the first time we ever talked to the church about it, we announced that we were in contract to purchase a building, that we had a large down payment for the building. And here's the giving plan for us to be able to finalize the building. And so it was a pretty exciting day because no one even knew what we were doing until we just did it. And, uh, people really got behind it. And, uh, so um, we we've already got most of our building paid off by the grace of God. That awesome. Uh, Tell w-
1: when you guys decided to start the church. You went with Cross Church, and it's but it's not like Cross Jesus Church. It's like and it's like Crossroads almost. Like what's the what's the branding about?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we like to say is the cross of Christ helps you to cross from your pain to your purpose. You know, you see right behind me, find life. It's this idea, that's our branding behind us. You kind of see our logo and stuff. And it's the idea of, you know, kind of like the Israelites going from, uh, you know, Egypt into the promised land, that the cross helps you to cross into new life, helps you find life through Christ, relationship with Christ and relationship with others. And that's really our purpose is to help you find life. And so that whole branding thing is you see the flag as well, too. It's like we're taking new ground because whenever you take a new ground, what do you do, you plant a flag. And so mm. it's this idea of continuing to move towards what God has for you.
1: Uh, who was your first hire?
0: Yeah, great question. Our first hire was actually a husband and a wife combo, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, he ran the worship and still does, and uh, she ran our youth and children's ministry and still does. They're phenomenal, mm. and we, we basically stipend them at the very beginning, and I won't tell you how much we stipend them because it was very embarrassing, but uh, they were very gracious, and they're some of the best people that we have in our
1: church. Alistair mm. and Gina Wilder, they're,
0: they're rock stars.
1: Yeah. Um, from the moment, if you're comfortable with this question, from the moment you planted the church until now, what do you think that if you could pinpoint one is one of the biggest mistakes you've made so far as a pastor?
0: Uh, I made a lot of them. Uh, which one, you know, I think one mistake that I did early on was I put too much pressure on myself to build the fantasy church. Um, and what I mean by that is I think when, whenever we start a church or plan a church, many of us, maybe no one else, maybe it's just me, but we say that we're not looking to be the next Stephen Furtick or insert your name in there, um, Hillsong or whatever your big name church is. We say, oh, no, it's good. I'm just following God. I'm just obeying God. But I think there's something in the back of us, back of our mind that says, you know what, it'd be cool if... And I think we we want to plant a fantasy church instead of what God has obediently asked us to fulfill and go after. And, and, and so I think I put a little bit too much pressure on myself to try to be the next whatever. I didn't mimic them. I didn't act like them. I, I was my unique self and what God had called me to be. But that internal pressure uh, to perform, let's be honest, most of the large startup churches out there. And God bless you if you are one of them, but we are not. Um, It's kind of 1% of the 1%ers. And so oftentimes we get very enamored by the very fast growing startup church plants. And that is so awesome. If you are, come on, come to my church and tell me everything I need to change. That's cool. Um, No, I probably wouldn't listen to half of them because every one of us have a unique DNA that God has called us to be. But I guess what I'm trying to say is Understand that we all organically grow at different places, spaces, levels, and you've got to figure out what God's called you to be. And don't worry about building your fantasy church, but rather build the church that God has called you uniquely to plant and build in the community He's called you to.
1: That sounds beautiful, but i uh, I That's was part. talking I was talking with my uh, a buddy of mine who was six months maybe five months out from launch sunday and they were doing an arc thing too yeah and uh we were helping them with some mailers and some facebook ads and i remember i was golfing with my buddy and um we were talking about the church and i asked him i said if at the peak this church has a hundred people forever yeah what, what do you think? It does that in your heart of hearts. Does that mean that this failed and you try something else? Or in your heart of hearts, you're like, cool. You know, that's what God has for me to, to help these people in, in their life. And that's what I'm going to do faithfully. And if that's what God has, then yay. And, you know, during the canon conversation, he was like, I would feel like I failed And and the cliche answer was he- healthy things grow. And so it would continue to grow. And so it, and so, I think that that was a question that he wasn't expecting. So he was kind of processing it on the fly. Yeah. Um, but then he came back to me a few months later. He's like, honest, I had to wrestle with that question for a long time. And um, do you feel like in your heart of hearts, if your church never grows a, another person and from now until Josh Mayo is 82 years old and you die and you've lived your whole life just like that, do you feel satisfied or do you feel disappointed?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of things that you said there that I'd love to comment on. First of all, do I feel satisfied or disappointed? I think we all have this tension, this desire to grow, right? And so I don't think that there's a sense of being disappointment pointed that we can't get to whatever next level. I don't think that's wrong. You know. I, I don't think that equates to sinfulness or me lacking in my purpose. But for me, I have to define what is success. And for me, success is I love God, God loves me. Boom, that's success. And I have to define it that way. And I was gonna say, when you asked your friend that question, I was like, ding, ding, ding on the nose. That's the question. Because I had to wrestle with that question a lot and it's hard. But an illustration that I think was really helpful for me is whether I am the pilot of a plane of 10 people, or I'm a pilot of a big Boeing jet that has 300, 3000 people in it, I'm still the pilot that God has asked me to get these people to a final destination in heaven, to be closer to Jesus, to build disciples, and so whether it's ten people or ten thousand people, do I have to be faithfully obedient and do that well? Yes, absolutely, and and I really do believe old school stuff that you know faithfulness, obedience—that's what the Lord looks looks at. Because here's the thing: when you even hear the parable of the different talents, I think there's God gives a different measure to each person,
1: and we don't know what
0: our measure is, right? but we have to be faithful and i'm gonna push back i've heard that phrase a lot healthy things grow healthy things grow yeah that's right to an extent like there comes a point where if we're gonna use that metaphor and i've quoted that metaphor so many times that symbolic picture healthy things grow yes they do but weeds also grow and they grow really fast and oak trees grow but they grow to a certain extent and then um, everything has sometimes a growth capacity. And so we have to say, all right, am I at a healthy place? Do we need to shift things up to grow to a higher level? Or is do I need to kind of be faithful at this season for a while and then kind of reassess? And sometimes I think the biggest thing that needs to be healthy and grow is our heart. And the reason maybe some of the external things aren't growing is because internally we haven't grown in a while. And so I just push back on the whole healthy things grow sometimes. Because sometimes, yeah, they do grow, but some things that are not that good and not that healthy, weeds grow very quickly. Oak trees grow to a certain extent. There is a stopping point. And sometimes it's healthy to assess and say, is this healthy growth? Because Mm -hmm. all throughout the Gospels as well, too, you see Jesus doing two things. He had surge seasons and he had purge seasons. And every one of us needs to have surgeon purge, where sometimes the healthiest thing for your church to do is to lose some people. And, and that might not always sound politically correct, but it's incredibly important. It might be the healthiest thing for your church to grow to get to the next level is to lose some people that were there at the very beginning, and it 's not that we want to our heart we don't want to lose these people. I was the guy that said, I will never lose anybody on my launch team i will they will be more than scaffolding they'll stay with me forever. But sometimes things just change, and people change and um i I know I kind of said a lot there, but I just I looked at Jesus and he said, You know um, he said, are you offended? Will you leave me too? And Jesus had very large groups that sometimes would leave when he would say hard truth to help the church grow in a greater extent. And so just mm. wrestle with that tension, I think, as you're talking through the growth question.
1: I think uh, you're right. There's, there's two ways to look at it. Um, growth, th- this whole thing is called church growth nation, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not always about numerical growth. Sometimes sure. we need to grow in our walk with God, grow in our knowledge, grow in our maturity. And so that is obviously a little bit more cliche, but I acknowledge that that is an area that we grow in. But when we talk about your heart's desire to grow in size, I think um, so like our company's vibrant agency and we, I have a desire for our company to grow and to be the best and to be bigger and all that stuff, right? Um, but at the same time, I am completely satisfied. If I do this for the rest of my life, I am, I am satisfied and hungry at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to grow our company because i'm dissatisfied it's just because it's fun and it's like part of your dna to try to to accomplish a goal and be competitive and win but that doesn't mean that it's fed from a place of dissatisfaction and i think that that's where if everybody can get to that point like i have a vision in my heart for my church to be five thousand people and to reach all the in these numbers that you have and we're going to go for that but at the same time if that's not what god has I'm going to chase it because that's part of my DNA and I think that that's fine. I think that's what I'm supposed to do, but if it doesn't, I'm not dissatisfied in the same time. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I think it's not a problem to fix, but it's a tension to manage. And mm-hmm. I
0: think that's where things are for us. And, and I think the apostle Paul, I mean, kind of what I'm trying to describe is us making sure that we're not falling into any, either of the ruts on both sides of the road. Right. I think both can be out of balance. The apostle Paul talked about, uh, Uh, this idea of uh, godliness with contentment is great gain, right? And so there's not just, there's this contentment. Contentment actually brings about great gain. There's a little bit of a tension there. It's like, wait, I'm, I'm supposed to be content, but I have great gain at the same time. But then the Apostle Paul also says, I press on right he, he kept forgetting what the past and i moved forward and so i think as pastors and i don't know how to do it very well but i'm working on it because i want to grow but i want to be everything that god's called me to be in the season that i'm at as well too i want to be fully present so help me to understand god how godliness with great godliness with contentment is great gain but help me also press on help me to balance that tension a little bit